Welcome to the Monkey Business Show, from cash flow to crypto, all the things you need to know to invest in the market. I'm Aaron Hodges, and alongside me is Richie Bennett. How are you? We got to pick up Eric Slack today. He's, uh, you know, moving, doing something stupid like that. I don't know. You think he's loading boxes or is he like commanding people to load boxes? He's absolutely <laughs> commanding people to load boxes. <laughs> that guy hasn't got his nails dirty in his whole life. You think he claps? <laughs> Might be some trouble there, that silver spoon little bastard. <laughs> I still can't believe he's doing this. Like, he'd rather pay higher taxes, I guess. Like, Texas has no no state income tax. Texas is getting crazy with, with the gun laws and abortions. Oh, I know. Uh, it's like the Wild West. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, legally, legally, some counties, before this, way before this, you cannot, which I, I have to go visit at some point, you cannot conceal your weapon, meaning if you have one, you show it, brother. Like you, you, you wear that on your holster, and I don't even think you can do the boot. I think you gotta wear it on your on your hip, exposed. I have a gun. Is that why the the shirts are always tucked in? Yes, and the cowboy hat, the big ten gallon hat. I, I, I gotta see that someday. Like just the psychology of some people with the guns is crazy. Just a quick story. Yeah, went to visit my buddy in Georgia few years ago and mm-hmm. he's a gun nut now he brought his gun to the golf course somebody might try to steal his ball or something he put it he <laughs> had like a clip on his golf bag like what are you doing <laughs> never know what do you think's gonna dangerous. happen out could be dangerous in the golf course <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna argue about whether or not that was a birdie and whether or not that mulligan was legit like what are we well, doing that, that's 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 important too was did any of his other buddies in the foursome did they have their guns too or is that just him i think some uh, one other guy did maybe so yeah. yeah maybe they just had to even out yeah well down down here you're not you're not allowed in any place that serves alcohol Right. right, so you can't bring it into the bar, but guys will have them, you know, in their glove compartment. They're always, always with the gun. Eric's getting out. He wants no part of the gun play. <laughs> What's happening in the market since we last talked? Well, crypto seems to be the big story every day now, with uh, Elon Musk tweeting things and Kathy Wood from Ark Investments saying that Bitcoin's going to five hundred thousand, and it's at thirty-five thousand or whatever. So maybe, maybe not. Um, the Chinese government saying no mas Bitcoin cannot trade in it. So that's a big problem, as we talked about last time. It looked like on Sunday night, overnight in America, in the markets in Asia, when they were open, it was looking pretty dim there. It was dropping a lot. I think Elon tweeted something about how he's talking with the miners of crypto going to clean up their act uh-huh. and not cause as much uh, emission problems, I guess, to the environment. Clean coal crypto. That's the three C's. <laughs> I don't know how they do that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, but it seemed to get people's attention. And by the end of yesterday in America, the Bitcoin and all the uh, cryptocurrencies were up. I think today, right now, they're down. But you're going to see that continue to be volatile. So that'll be a big story for lots of people. Right now, I'm not, I'm not involved. I'm, I'm kind of watching it. I'm sure people are day trading the hell out of it, you know, just because it's moving so much. Because it's swinging? Yeah. And a, a big story like a couple of weeks ago when it really popped higher was uh, 
the Goldman Sachs uh, set up a, an entire trading desk. I don't know how many people are on it, but they set up an entire trading desk just focused on crypto, buying and selling of crypto, derivatives off of crypto, you know, stuff like that. And that gave it a big boost because maybe they're, you know, they're not really talking to Joe shit, the rag man, right? They're, yeah. they're talking to, they're talking to big institutional investors, right? Goldman, that's their business, right? They're talking to the big pension funds, the big hedge funds. So if they're putting a desk down, putting capital to work that may legitimize it. And it may be where guys want to really short the hell out of it. Yeah. But, but they're providing a market, I guess, for that. That's interesting because to me, it almost sounds like it's a, uh, and, and no disrespect to the uh, prestige of crypto, but it feels like it's almost the minor league market. Like it's a separate market from yeah. the, the stock market. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it still hasn't gained tremendous you know, backing. And I don't know if it will. If you think about the idea behind it, right? It's like people started it so that nobody tracks them. So <laughs> I think the first customers of Bitcoin were drug dealers, right? I mean, or money launderers of some sort. You can't track me. This is beautiful. Right. So we think at some point, some government, and the Chinese have already spoken up, I guess, but some government agency or all around governments, plural, will say, Nah, this this don't this don't work, and that's what you saw the other day when China said no, no Bitcoin in China. Is the U.S. going to follow suit? I think so. I, I mean, maybe not say no, right? That's not a that's not a nice home of the free, land of the brave thing to do, right? <laughs> right. But they may, you know, kind of like yeah, well, or or slap a regulation on it or something. It's still not legit enough for people to like transact. And I, we talked about it before, but like, you know, the day you you tell me, Aaron, the day that you can go to the store, get your gallon of milk and your Oreos and pay with Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Like, then I'll be like, OK, I don't think it ever gets there. You know? yeah. Not that you could pay with gold coins, but you probably could go to like the coin shop across the street, take your gold coins and they'd give you cash mm -hmm. and then you can buy it. But they, we're still not there yet. But I don't know if it's ever going to get there. Yeah. I, I mean, I just read a story the other day that uh, a guy once bought two pizzas with Bitcoin, and now that's worth a hundred millions of dollars. <laughs> I, I, I hope he enjoyed the pizza. No regrets, he says. Okay. In the markets, general news is uh, positive. You know, we were talking last time, like selling may go away, right? As of yesterday, at the close, the Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P 500 were all up for the month of May, which was not looking like it was going to happen last week. And we still got a few more days in the month of trading, but uh, it seems positive. Things things seem to keep rolling. Like the bad news kind of gets shrugged off and the, the good news definitely gets a pop to it. The one thing that's been happening though is lately, and I think it has to do with maybe supply and pricing, is housing for the last three months has actually housing sales have dropped. Oh yeah, like the number yeah. of sales or the sales price. The sales, but I saw something where like I think the the average housing price is now like three hundred and sixteen thousand dollars or something. Like like that's yeah. that's average. Yeah, I mean that's you know that not too long ago that number was like one fifty. I mean, in New Jersey, right? If you buy something for a hundred, it's a dump. Yeah, you can't find. Even even in Florida now, like I looked around, uh, just checking things, you know, 
when I, I moved here seven years ago, you could find plenty of stuff back then for, you know, it wasn't anything special, but it wasn't a dump. And you could get something nice for a hundred grand. Yeah. You know, it might be a townhouse. You might not have a lot of yard. Yeah. But it's respectable, but not now. Those things are like 200, 250. You got to drop a hundred to drop another hundred just to make it nice. Yeah, right. Like, and people, and then again, too, there's not a lot of, not a ton of supply. And, and I hear, keep hearing stories. People certainly in Florida, you know, they go to sell their house and they get like 25 offers in two days. Yeah. I mean, look at Eric. What do you say? He got like 30 something in two days or something like that. Bunch of stories around here in New Jersey. Just people are always getting way over the asking price, 60 yeah. offers, something crazy like that. So yeah, are looking I for wonder them. if to um, this remote work stuff really does stick. Like some of these, some of these companies have said, absolutely not. We're going back to work in the office. But uh, plenty of them have said, you know, it's optional. You can work from home. Like the, some of the big tech companies, right? Facebook, I think, at least until June of 2022, you don't have to come to work. I think that's a big deal. I think it definitely is a factor. Yeah. Because if you got, you want space, right? Yeah. You're not, you don't want to be cooped up in a, in a small apartment when you were living in the city mm-hmm. because you, you're going to be spending a lot of time there now. Yep. And that definitely has a factor. But like JP Morgan, uh, Jamie Dimon, the CEO, said, I'm tired of these Zoom calls. It'll be a lot more it'll be a lot more fun if everybody's here. Yeah. Well, September one, see it see at the office. Okay. Now maybe it evolves. Maybe he does three days or four days at first or something, but he was pretty clear. And if he if he's doing that, he's pretty powerful guy, right? And others see that. I could imagine at least the other banks will follow. Because they'll be like, ooh, okay, he's a competitor. Maybe there is more productivity while we're in the office. I don't know. I still find it odd. I, I obviously have a lot of buddies that are still in the business of Wall Street. Like, that's got to be so weird versus, like, when Eric and I were in the business. Like, I mean, you never worked from home. Like, there was no there was no working from home. Like, it was like, are you sick? Stay right. in bed. Yeah, yeah. Right? You ain't working. Because there's so much information flow. But I guess now with technology. It's all computers now anyway, right? That kind of thing could lead to... Big time remote work, right? Why am I even in an office if I can just tap away? So, I mean, I'm at the Jersey Shore, right? So it's kind of a long commute to New York City. But Mm -hmm. if you're only going to do it two or three times a week as opposed to five, you know, it becomes a lot more doable. And I was reading an article just the other day, home sales in Tom's River, which is the neighboring town from where I am, Mm -hmm. up 24% from last year to this year. I'm aware of that place. That that that's a hike. You don't want to be doing that every day. But if you can swing it like two, three, it's it's a little bit more bearable. So I think you know a lot of people are coming in from New York and from North Jersey, not making that commute anymore. Companies are adapting to it and accepting some kind of hybrid situation of in office, out of office. We've proven we can do it. We did it. Yeah, I wonder what this does to that. And they they always lie these real estate people, but like, <laughs> I wonder what the 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 true Manhattan real estate market is right now. Like, I don't think I'd want to be owning an apartment right now. I think that thing is cooked, for at least for now. I don't, I don't hear the big influx of people coming to the big town. Not for a little while, but it'll come back. It always does, it, right? I mean, yeah, it, it does. For now, bring your restaurants to the Jersey Shore. Let's go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Open up. They, they did that in Hamptons, right? 
A lot of guys did that. The, the high-end restaurants, when they knew all their clients were out in East Hampton for this pandemic. Your favorite restaurant, you don't have to go to New York. We're right here. The other thing that I was looking at was how this oil business is playing out. So there was a, there was a merger yesterday between two big drilling companies. And I think that's going to continue with these energy companies because you, you're going to have to be bigger to compete. And you're probably going to have to dabble somewhat in alternative energy. And that costs money. Right. You know, if they, if everything is true that oil is going to be obsolete in some day, which I don't believe, but people are saying, you know, by 20, whatever, 50, there'll be 50% less oil being used in the world, right? With all the electric stuff, cars, solar power, wind power. Maybe, maybe not. Never going to go away. I, I, I don't think there's enough people, close to enough people that want to change. I mean, you can probably mandate it, but that costs money. They all have these ambitious goals, right? Like Tesla and BMW, all the car companies are like, you know, we're going to be X percent electric by 2030. And it's like, I don't know. What, I think I saw it, it was like 3, 3% of total car sales are electric. Three. It's not, you know, and how do you, how do you handle the, the fill up energy battery stations? You know, I, I understand they have them, right? And, mm-hmm. You know, you probably put batteries at every gas station, but what kind of, mess up is that going to be like if you have half the people wanting their fuel and half the people wanting their you know battery juice they got to reconfigure those places right that's a pain in the ass and oh and by the way it's not like you go to the fill-up station hit the button and you you know yeah do no. your windows, you gotta hang you, out you, you gotta know, hang out for a, a little bit yeah get a cup of coffee you know you, when you get gas yeah you're in and out right those battery things can be long like long like half hour so if you're in line to get juice and everybody's juicing up, <laughs> you could be there for a while, like a while out. Everybody you know, will have a charger at home pretty soon then, right? Yeah, yeah. But think about it, right? You're on the road doing something. If I uh, run out of juice, then I'll just pop it at my neighbor's. Say, hey, neighbor, can I charge <laughs> up? <laughs> or, or borrow some of his juice. Right? <laughs> Let me get some juice. Oh, yeah, can I fill up? <laughs> yeah, if it is ubiquitous like that, it'll be a lot easier. I guess. You know, they, they keep talking in Florida about these infrastructure projects. One of the big ones was, uh, and I guess there's, they're building it or starting to build it, is like one of these bullet speed trains from like Tampa to Orlando to Miami, right? And that could work a lot better than the Northeast situation, right? Because they always try that shit up. You know, the, we're going to make the, the Amtrak from D.C. to Boston super duper fast. And it's like, yeah, that don't work because you got to share those tracks with everybody. Right? All the Metro North, New Jersey Transit, they're always bullshit things going on there. They, they spend millions and billions and zillions of dollars on that shit. And it doesn't work. But down here, you might have something because there aren't tracks only down, you know, kind of down here. There's train tracks. And then there's like there is Amtrak, but it's like. Very small. But down southern Florida, where I am, you have this thing called the Bright Line, which is actually run by Richard Branson from Virgin Atlantic. And that thing, I guess, is pretty effective. The pain in the ass for that is, though, you have to get to the station. There aren't that many of them, which is okay when you're on the train. Right? You can kind of zip down to Miami pretty quick. But it's kind of like people kind of go, screw it, I'll take an Uber or whatever, because if it takes me 
20 minutes to get to the station and then another hour and change on the train and I can just drive it in an hour. Right. What's the difference? Um, if you could get more of that, right, then I think that actually makes a case more for gas still, gas-powered cars. Because if you're taking some of the cars off the road and the emissions really drop, right, like we saw in the pandemic, right, there were like all those cities, those big cities with like that look like mushroom clouds, right? Like Beijing was always like polluted as hell. Oh, right? yeah. LA. Nice and clear and, now, yeah. Everything yeah. was clear, right? Yeah. Just clear. You know, I, I would argue that that hurts electric. That's not that's not what they want, right? Because those trains are electric, right? Or most of them are, anyway. And then you might just be like, eh, uh, I just drive my car less. I can take mass transit. I mean, I, I never, I my first car, I was 30 years old. It was I never, Model uh, T. <laughs> never owned a car, ever. Like never, never. Like I was, I think, I think it was weird because I, I think the way I grew up, I was the oldest of five kids, but all my boys seemed to be like the youngest of like eight. So they always had wheels, right? Like brother Bobby sold his car for 25 bucks to the little guy and he's driving around. So I was always Mr. Passenger. Oh, okay. And so, then, so you had like brothers from your, your family's kind of all over the place. Is no, no. It? I'm saying like my buddies. Oh, so my boy uh, in the friends. neighborhood got it, was got the youngest. It. Got it, got it, got it. And, and they always had cars. So right. I was like, I don't need a car. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're just driving um, around with people. Yeah, I just call people up. Bro, you going to the, you know, this place? You going to the movies? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have a car, so I guess I'm driving. <laughs> so then I moved to the big town after college, right? I didn't have a car in college, didn't even. And I moved to the big town, and that was like like negative to have a car there. Right? Like, like you're paying all this money to put in a garage and you, you, you know, you're not driving to work. You're taking a train. Or at least most people. I'm the exact opposite of you, man. I've had probably well, about most, 20 cars. A lot of people are the exact opposite. Really. <laughs> so many you cars. Can't that, you can't do that in any town, but New York. I think. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe Chicago, maybe I know. I don't even think San Francisco. I mean, they have that train, but, I never, I was able to get around, but that's a unique situation. I don't think this, maybe with this new infrastructure bill, they will put more of these train projects in. But I think he's, Biden's been talking about doing electric stuff, like solar stuff too. So that's where a lot of that money's going to go. I think. Biden loves him some trains though. He does. Maybe that's it. I mean, that, that was uh, that project that I just talked about going in Florida. That was started by Obama. Like a while ago, 10, 2010, 2009, but it kept getting halted, halted, halted. Yeah. I think, they're doing, I think they're doing a lot of work in Orlando right now. They gave Joe that project. They said, hey, yeah. we know you love trains, Joe. <laughs> go over there and talk, talk about trains, Joey. <laughs> hey, Joe. Although he was in that electric uh, F-150 the other day. Right. Yeah. Looking real tough in his aviators and all that. Yeah. Right. I got an email yesterday. I never bought a Ford down here, but I'm on their list. And they sent me something saying, sign up from the 2022 F-150 electric car. So that truck's all electric? Yeah. Whew. I don't know. It may work. It may work. I'll have to ask my uh, my crew down here. Yeah. Seems like everybody I know has an F-150. They're so popular. I just, I don't know. I'm going to have a hard time wrapping my head around some meatheads. 
right loving and embracing an electric truck but we'll see i mean listen man i i drive around in a prius and that just triggers people any road rage incident will be <laughs> will be heightened by the fact that it's a prius making that upset i had one just the other day i, I was stop and go traffic and I, I looked out at my phone for a second and i didn't go the guy gave me two seconds before he was on the horn. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going. So then I made sure that I went really slow around the turn. And he's yeah. in a Jeep getting going all, crazy. Right? He's going crazy. The second he had a chance to go to get around me, he's going staring me down. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like relax, guy. So, yeah, I, I can't see those guys really embracing an electric truck, but no. I, I think don't, it's I don't exciting. Think the electric truck with the gun rack in the back goes too well either. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't think that's what that's going to be. No. <laughs> the, the, uh, you know, I guess com- Confederate flags are illegal now, but you can tell the guys they have the U.S. flags or the Trump flags. They still have them the with the gun racks. There's a couple of neighborhoods here which you would not think. You know, like, I'm sure they before this area got developed a lot. It was like the, the rural sticks, but it's not that far from like, you know, the city, Palm Beach, or you know, there's a, there's a neighborhood called Loxahatchee out here. There's some good old boys out there. Good old boys. <laughs> we got a lot of land where we live. Right? Yep. Yep. That's like a 20 minute drive, half an hour. Maybe. So it's interesting. Very interesting. So what else is on your radar in the market this week? Uh, we got to talking about, AT&T, right? Yes, last time. Oh, okay. I started reading into it a little more. Mm-hmm. Right. They spun off their uh, media to Discovery. And now Discovery is going to be the content man. And AT&T is going to focus on their mobile phone business, pretty much. I mean, they're still going to have a hand in this media thing. But so the stock did not react well. Right? People thought it was pretty shitty deal. Because mostly, I think, because they cut their their they haven't officially said it, but they're going to project to cut their dividend, and a lot of people had that stock because of the dividend. And they tell you time and time again that's probably not the only reason to own a stock because of times like this. So if you're counting on that fat dividend check every quarter, and now it's in half, that's what they think it's going to be close to half, debt lower. You get grumpy. So, so I think a lot of people just sold, right? They're like, screw these guys. Well, they, I read up into this thing. They're spinning off this media business. It's going to be its own entity. I think it's going to be called like Warner Discovery or Discovery Warner maybe. And it's going to have its own ticker. It's going to be its own stock. It may pay its own dividend. I don't know. But they said that the amount they give you as an AT&T shareholder when this thing happens in free shares to this new company, Right. You just get, you, you get, I, I don't know what the formula is. I think it's 10%. So if you own, say, 100 shares of AT&T, you're going to keep your 100 shares. You're going to get less dividend on those 100 shares. But you're going to get this new thing. Let's call it DW, Discovery Warner. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a new ticker, DW, and you're going to get 10 shares of that for, for just being you. Interesting. Yeah. But I saw, and I want, I want to read more about it today, but they said the, the, the amount that that 10% is going to be is the equivalent 
of four or five years of that dividend. Right. They, yes, they cut the dividend, but you're incented to probably stay in because you're going to get, I mean, you don't care what they call it, right? You don't do it in whatever. I'm getting a check. What? This is great. So I don't think enough people are thinking this way, right? They just hear, oh, I cut dividend. They suck. Ah, you know? <laughs> and they, they just get emotional, right? That's, that's, that's another key to trading. Try not to be so emotional. It's just business. I have been uh, impressed with my own discipline lately. I haven't jumped into anything. I'm just like, I put a little bit of money in each week and I'm waiting. I haven't That's jumped cool. on anything in a long time, so I'm just chilling. So the, the AT&T uh, spinoff into D, DW, those stocks, is that a done deal as far as what, that's going to happen? They just have, haven't called the new company a name and they haven't given it a ticker. And they haven't said what price it's going to trade at to open up. But they're for sure doing the deal where you get the new dividends in the other company? They, and they haven't announced or what... stock, not dividends, but sorry, the, you get shares. Yeah. Right. But they haven't announced what the dividend cut is going to be at AT&T either. Right. So, but there's, I think I'm going to, I'm, this is my uh, weekly pick. I'm going to buy the ticker T. I, I just want to see it. And what I'll do is I'm going to reinvest the dividends. Mm-hmm. I like doing that. And just lock it up. I'm not going to trade it. I'm going to just keep it. Lock it up, reinvest the dividends. And then, you know, one day, many years from now, I may just peek and see what I got underneath the hole. And hopefully it's a lot. And I think it will be. I think it, I think it could be. Even, even with the stock kind of eh, doing nothing. But... There were some guys that came out from the street that recommended it. You know, some of these research analysts at the big companies, big banks, said they could see it going because it, it, it dropped again yesterday. It was it's at like twenty nine bucks or something. It was at thirty five before this thing happened. So that's a lot, that's a big move. Looking at it right now, it is twenty nine dollars and fifty two cents as we record this. So I, I think it's worth the flyer. And again, I would just keep it. Let's see what happens. I mean, the, the, the chairman, like they're giving him a ton of shit because they basically bought the Time Warner stuff for $85 billion a few years back. I don't think it was him, though. I don't think he, he was around, but I don't think he was the CEO at the purchase. Maybe he was, but I, I don't think so. And uh, they effectively sold it. Right. In this new strat, you know, this new DW or whatever it's going to be called for like half. So they dropped like 40 plus billion dollars on this experiment in getting into HBO and the movies and shit like that. But he bought a million dollars worth of shares yesterday or something or Friday, maybe. It's a so, good amount. <laughs> and that's a good. That, remember how you had all the good sayings last week? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a good. There's another good saying that, that I cannot take credit for. Maybe you. you maybe you said it. It was probably me. Yeah. This probably when you see company insiders, right, like the CEO, directors, board of directors, whatever. When you see them sell, it does not necessarily mean they think the stock is going to tank. They may have to pay taxes. They may want to buy a new yacht. Yeah. They may want to do this. They may want to do that. So it's not a sign mm-hmm. at all of things cratering necessarily sometimes yes but most of the time no when you see a guy or a girl buy a share of stock that's an insider 
There is only one reason that person is buying that share because they think it's going up. There's no like, hey, bro, like, uh, what's in your portfolio today? Um, no, they're buying it because they're like, this shit is going up. Like, I, I, I have plenty of things to do. I could go buy a yacht, right? The CEO's sitting there. I can go buy a yacht, a mansion, whatever I want. I'm going to buy, I'm going to take a million of my dollars and I'm going to put it into my stock. How are we doing? Yeah. Right? Like, who knows? So I like that. Every week I, I look at um, the Barron's magazine. So it's same company as the Wall Street Journal, right? Dow Jones. So the Wall Street Journal comes out every day except for Sunday. Barron's comes out every Saturday if you get it at home. I think it comes out Mondays on the newsstand. But it's a good recap of the week, right? But the page I will never miss, even if I'm not I'm in a hurry and I don't want to read it, the whole thing, is that they have, for a reason, they have an insider buying session. Mm. And they'll show like 20 stocks mm-hmm. this week. And then one, one of the stocks, they'll write a little story about what this person did. You'll see the ticker, how many insiders bought, right? It could be more than one person, how much they bought it for, and what was their total purchase price. And that's the kind of stuff that has to be disclosed? Yes, it does. And so at what level of the company are they publicly disclosed? Well, what uh, I think it's got to be an officer of the institution corporation so it's not it's not just anybody right it's got somebody's got to they got to be senior enough it's a good way to track things and and i usually try to read it that page at the end of my reading so if i see something and i'm already looking at it that kind of confirms it for you and nothing shows up on that on that page I'm like jumping for joy. Yeah. I mean, couldn't that be seen as a smokescreen, though? Because, I mean, you always want to project confidence. It could be. It could be. But I, I don't think I don't think they can play shady games as an insider uh, like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think they could be like, I'm buying a stock and uh, I'm going to call my cousin Joe. And cousin Joe, you sell it. Right, and then we'll, I'll meet you at the bowling alley, and we'll <laughs> we'll trade we'll trade hands. Right. You know? Yeah. So their their losses are going to be real losses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and you know some of these guys like like Buffett, right? He'll he'll never sell. Right. He'll never sell. But like his last purchase was a while ago, right? Of his own shares. You know the thing moves. A, a, a gazillion percent that day, right? People just dive in. They're like, holy shit, he's buying. The old man is buying, right? Like there's, there's just a flood. It's a good, it's a good tool to follow. I, I like it. It's good. And, and some people do look at the sales, you know, like they look at and they're like, oh shit, all these guys are selling. Must be pretty shitty. But that's like we said, you know, it's not necessarily the case. There's a lot of different things that could go on. But as long as you know, when they're buying, there's one reason, one reason. And that's in the Barron's section, you said. Barron's. It's a uh, yeah. You, it's usually like in the middle of the of the uh, magazine. It's in the in the uh, traders section. Mm-hmm. You can get that info from anywhere. It's publicly disclosed. But I just like the fact that they do the work for you. Of course, yeah. It's a lot easier that way. Yeah, it's called like a thirteen D. I think it's in the SEC, and that's what you have to file to to be as an insider. Uh, but that, so they just they must have like a direct feed from the SEC if they just put the thing down. Okay, it's good to look at. They seem to push that a lot these days. Like 
I wonder if somebody at the Wall Street Journal or something told them, not dumb it down, but like, let's get new viewers. You know what I mean? Like, let's get new readers, stuff like that. Because some of those articles are pretty, like, pretty tricky. <laughs> you're like, whoa. And if you're a new guy to the, to the scene, you're, you're just, yeah, I'm, I don't, you know, let's, what's, what's on TV? It doesn't you know, like even I, compute. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even want to. But they definitely made some new sections. Big push with women, too. I noticed that, too. Because, because what's the stat? It's like, Husbands die before wives at least three years or something like that. <laughs> no, women live like longer, right? And a lot of women, right, back in the old days, I think it's changing a lot now, just let, right, they, they, they were housewives or whatever, right? So the husband took care of the finances and then the guy dies. Mm-hmm. Sitting there like they have no idea. Yeah. Like none. Yeah. And that's where like fraud comes in. That's where like all kinds of shit, right? And just like bad decisions, maybe without knowing. So they push that. They really are pushing that stuff. And I'm glad because my, my daughter, my college-bound daughter, wants to major in finance or something business-wise. And I love it because I see where they're, what they're doing here. Because they said that a lot of times the women feel intimidated, the customer, yeah. by like some you know slick broker dude, like, yeah, honey, we'll put you in this and this is good, right? And they don't want to, they either don't do anything or they they don't trust that guy. Yeah, right. But but the within the asset management world now, there's a big push, like to have women running accounts. You know, I'm sure there's some, and that's okay. The majority of their clients are probably women. That's okay. It worked. You know, the old boys network worked at some point once too. Um, but the education part, like, and the trusting, and like the the client feels good. You know, they feel good because this woman is trustworthy. I can see that working really well, especially when you're talking about your dough. And so I, I, I think I, so and the, the long story short is that Barron's seems to be paying attention to that. Gotcha. And millennials too. They, they definitely want to get on that board. It's good. I, you know, I, I'll read it every week. It definitely makes sense. I mean, I'm never worried about a, a woman robbing me. Maybe I should be. But, like, but, yeah. Maybe the best time. That'd be the best, the best fraud, right? Oh, I yeah. trust this lady with everything. There's plenty of women that can beat the shit out of me. That's for sure. But <laughs> you know, when it comes to uh, being threatened, it's it's the men you got to look out for, for the most part. <laughs> that's just true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. In regards to finance, that's the same thing. It's like the old boys club. They're all slick. Yeah. Who knows who you can trust? So yeah, I mean, more women the better. I feel. I think still like within asset management companies, like senior level people, like insiders or whatever, it's still only like 10% women. I mean, that's nuts. I don't even know why. I can tell you in the, when I started in the eighties, late eighties, there were plenty of women on my trading floor. I wouldn't say 50, 50, but there were a lot, you know? So I think that this whole Robin hood, phenomenon and everything and it's it's always better to be educated about this stuff and why things like we touched on it last time like why things happen when they happen and why you should know you know this is why it happened and yeah not just, not just read like wall street bets and be like yeah i found a cheap stock it's going up bro <laughs> no doubt and it's like yeah that that works till it doesn't work mm-hmm. and they've, they've been quiet lately they said the volume that those places have been slower 
I think just in general, like the Robin Hood trading volumes. The word's out. The Monkey Business Show has done their part as far as uh, <laughs> peeling back the curtain on the shady business. I mean, I got, maybe, maybe. I got to another I, I, conversation with another peer of mine just the other day who I couldn't believe that he was talking to me about Dogecoin and cryptocurrency. And then he's talking to me about Robin Hood. And some of the things that he's saying is the Wall Street bets propaganda, which, you know, a lot of it's true, especially when it comes to being adversarial with Robin Hood. But it's like the word is out that Robin Hood is no good. And just like, I can't I can't believe the people that I'm having conversations with about stocks, about cryptocurrency, Dogecoin. I never thought I'd see the day that these words would be coming out of these people's mouth. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I was in the mall, which I never go to. I was in the mall the other day, and there were these young women, like two or three of them. They were young. I mean, I don't know, could be late teenagers, maybe early 20s, maybe, maybe. And they got their phones out. There's three of them, all, all with their phones. And, I, and I'm just kind of walking, and they stopped. And then I stopped and looked at the store, but I could still hear. And the one girl says to the other, where'd you get it? She's like 46 cents or something like that, right? And I go, I thought she was going to say, you know, like, I got it at Macy's. They were were buying Dogecoin. Yeah. They were all three of them were buying it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. No no disrespect, but I, I I don't think yet you ladies look too young to have any experience and any of this, and I don't care if you're interning at Goldman Sachs right now, you're like 19 or 20. Like, what the hell? This is what you're doing? Walking through the mall, buying cryptocurrency. <laughs> it just sounds so funny. Like, we're already in some kind of virtual reality. Just it's everybody's crazy. just playing it's around like with this money. Really yeah. nuts. And like, like you, there's no way 95% of people that are in these things know, know anything like about it. They just know it went up and like, and Joey bought a car based on the profits that he made last week on Dogecoin. Right? Yeah. That's all they know. Yeah, that's all you need to know sometimes. I mean, that's that's kind of what I was talking about last week with all the right. young kids, you know, just getting in and taking these big gambles. Taking risks. Taking big risks. Even though it's and based on almost the nothing. Sad is, the, the sad part is they probably don't know how big a risk they're taking until it all goes bad. Every time I see my one friend. He's not in it at all, but he's like, he hears people talking about like Dogecoin. So I ask him every time, like, how are those Doge gains doing, bro? <laughs> he's like, oh, they're up. And he always knows, like, he always knows where it's at. You know what that, I mean? So it's just, that he's is like, a phenomenon too. That is ridiculous. Like, how many people, like, they have, like, you know, say it's a person who likes sports. So they got, like, the NBA scores up, they got the NFL or whatever. And they'll have stock tickers. And it's like, whoa, bro, like this, I don't have that. Like I, I, I'll, I'll every once in a while hit my phone and look at a, you know, a website, financial website or something like that. They all know where it is. Yeah, there's something I, to oh, it's up to It's up three cents. It's up yeah. two, it's down two cents. Hey, did you see Bitcoin today? I'm like, no, I, I, actually, actually I didn't. What's up? Yeah, everyone's invested, whether it's financial or just for like the the circus of it. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm paying attention. But I think there is something to that with, say, I don't know, 
DraftKings and FanDuel having their the sports gambling on your phone, right? And just yeah. being able to check in and and you can bet live games, right? So you, like right. during the game, you can go like, well, I, the over under is different now. I'm gonna change it, and like you know, that's that's kind of the same feeling. It's it's yeah. the cryptocurrency is gambling, right? On on yeah. most of it, it's gambling, and just to kind of even know where the lines are. You know, it's kind of interesting. They say, too, that the, really what happened with this Robinhood and these other, you know, retail stock trade platforms for young kids is because of the pandemic and they were all sports bettors and the sports stopped for a while there. Right. So there was nothing to do. Now you're home. Right. right. You got no sports. You're bored to tears. Yep. And you're like, what's this stock thing? And, and the timing of which, like everything just started going up. Right, so they all started making money. Yep, and it was they were hooked. Right, this is it. This is how we make the big dough, bro. We always talk about it, right? Like the the risk free rate. So the the risk free rate today is I like to look at the ten year U S government bond is about one point six percent. What does that mean? The risk free rate. So you can buy a ten year note and earn one point six percent. That is guaranteed by the U S government. So I go with a, you know, 99.999%. They're going to pay you. Right. And if they don't, don't worry about it because we're all dead. That's probably what that means. Um, but that's that, you know, so if you want a guaranteed investment from the U.S. government, that's what you'll get 1.6%. Okay. Anything over that, anything higher than 1.6%, you are taking risk. You buy like, Google bonds, Apple bonds, okay? Corporate bonds, Apple corporate bonds. They're probably like, the 10-year ones are probably like 2%, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. You know, a little bit more than government. Because why? Because Apple could go bust. Not likely. Not likely, but they could go bust. So you got to get paid a little extra for your risk taking. So when you see guys like talking about Dude, I made 25% last week. I am killing it. It's like, dude, you're taking a lot of risk, bro. No, 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 I'm not. I'm good, bro. I keep winning. And I'm like, yeah, you keep winning. Until you don't. Then, then it's bad. <laughs> but, but it's like, that's, that's the truth. Like, that's so. Um, they call it Tina. There is no alternative. There is no alternative, right? So people are forced. So a lot of people get mad at the Fed for forcing these rates so low, even though that works if you want to buy a car or a mortgage, right? You want to finance it because your loan is low. But they get mad at the Fed because the Fed keeps these rates down and it forces people into risky assets. And that's why they go up because they're like, why am I buying a 10-year bond for 1.6%? That sucks. I better go get me some Bitcoin, right? Like, like that's the mentality, right? Like, why would I ever do that? 1.6%. And I, I tend to agree with them, you know? The only way you make real money with that is if it goes from 1.6% to like 0.5. But we've kind of already seen that movie. And it was at 0.5 for a bit. And then it's now drifted back to one6 but 
you know, that's, they force people's hands. I mean, I feel horrible for like retirees and like people who live on bonds, which you're supposed to do, right? Because you're not taking a lot of risk because you're old and you got, can't go back to work if you blow all your money, but they're, they're sucking wind. Like this guy, Dave, I talk about, I got to bring Dave on the show. Yeah. Dave, go. Dave's, go an, Dave's an interesting character. He's the one that came running across the parking lot the other day mm-hmm. asking me about the AT&T thing. Yeah, yeah. And he's bought a couple of the stocks. I don't think he's a follower of the podcast yet, but I'll, I'll get him on there. He may he may have a computer. I don't know. But, <laughs> How old is this guy? <laughs> he's probably like 75. Was he your Model T dealer? <laughs> yeah, I think he was. Um, but he like brags about, and he's not even buying the crazy shit, right? But he brags about, Owning a ton of stocks. Mm-hmm. If I see him today, I'm going to tell him about the rule of 100. The rule of 100 is 100 minus your age equals the percentage of stocks you should hold in your total portfolio, which makes a lot of sense, right? Because if you're young, if you're 25, you, get, you can take some risks, right? You, you got a whole life to work. You can earn your money. You know, stock market goes up over time, blah, blah, blah. So you put 75% in stocks when you're 25 and you're supposed to lower it as the years go on. So Dave should only have like 25% in stocks. I guarantee you that guy's got like hundred percent in stocks. <laughs> guarantee. So that's why he was all freaked out with this AT&T thing. Got and that's it. not even like a bad thing. Right? Yeah. That was like a, he's not going to lose too much on that. And I'm like, bro, like you can't be doing this. Like you're going to wake up one day. What happens if the market drops 50%, which has happened like, Twice in the last 10 years. And then, and then you can't, you sell or something, but you panic and you're like, have half the money you used to have. And now you're retired. Now what? So it does make sense. But I think, I think there's a lot of Daves out there. At I what, think there's a lot of Daves. Yeah. But like, I, think, I mean, at what point in your life do you sell your stocks and have the money and spend it? I know. I mean, maybe he's a generous guy and he's got heirs and wants to leave it to his grandkids. I don't know. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. But yeah, I, I mean, I mean, not that he doesn't spend. I, I see him out often. He, he, he enjoys himself. Gets his beer. All right, Dave. Still smokes, he still smokes, too. I didn't think that was a big thing anymore. Cigarettes or cigars? Cigarettes, which is a, which is a weird thing. Like, I, this one section I sit up. I, I won't mention the name of the place because I want them to sponsor the show someday. But there's like a, a tiki bar. And then there's a, they put two tables out, at the t- three tables outside the tiki bar, just past the, the bar. That's the smoking section. Mm-hmm. So I'll sit out there and have a cigar, right? And I'm amazed, like even the younger people, like a, a, that smoke cigarettes. Like they'll just—I don't know if they're doing it just because they're drinking or or what, but I don't know if it's a habit. Some of these guys have packs, though. They got packs of cigarettes. You know, thirty years old. And I'm not knocking it. I, you know, whatever to each his own. But I just thought that was done. Yeah, you see a lot more people vaping these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, they right? do that too. Yeah, the, but the cigarettes, yeah, definitely down. As far as I can yeah, tell. I mean, but but I think those those there's like some crazy stat too about like you know, some of those Asian countries where like they they, they must like encourage smoking cigarettes. Because like Philip Morris still does well. Right? They're the Marlboro men, right? They make the Marlboros and they have growth. <laughs> they're not like maybe not in America, but their overall cigarette sales are up. Yeah. So someone's buying them. Maybe it's hoarding, like the uh, toilet paper and gas. <laughs> I, I need to hide some smokes. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be currency. 
when this next civil war hits, you know? Could be. A trade cigarettes. Guns, butter, cigarettes. Cigarettes, toilet paper, gas in laundry baskets with holes. If you have those, you're going to be balling yeah. pretty soon. I'm, gonna go, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to the store right now. Yeah, we got to go. We got to go get some cigs. <laughs> Give me a bunch of cigs. Give me those laundry baskets in the back. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks so much for hanging and talking some financials with me. And uh, thank you to everybody who's listening. The email is monkeybizshow at gmail.com. And leave a rating and review wherever you listen. And just to recap... Richie, the picks for today are AT&T. That's correct. Put it away, lock it up, reinvest the dividends, and you'll have a pile of money, I think, someday. Just be patient. Go get you some AT&T and SIGs. (laughs) 